You are listening to the Grace Covenant Cornelius Podcast. Well, grab your Bibles, look with me if you would, to the Gospel of Luke, chapter 19. This morning we're, we're launching a new series that we have entitled, Encountered by Jesus. And it's going to take us into the month of, of December. And in this we're going to be looking at several different narratives um, in the Gospels where individuals were encountered by Jesus. And this is what happened in each of these stories we're going to look at. It changed their lives. Not only did it change their lives, it changed the direction of their lives. You know, as you, as you read the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, what you'll discover is that at times Jesus sought people out, and other times people sought Jesus out, but the common denominator in each of these stories is that when people encountered Jesus, their lives were changed. Bottom line. And there was Matthew who was a tax collector, a, a businessman, if you will, who was busy at work one day and he, and he had an encounter. The scripture actually says that Jesus went out and looked for a man named Matthew. In other words, Jesus was on the prowl. And when, when he found him, this is what he said to Matthew. He said, be my disciple and follow me. And that encounter not only changed Matthew's life, it changed the direction of his life. Matthew went from being a, a conniving, cheating tax collector who took advantage of his people to a disciple of Jesus, a follower of Jesus, as a result of one encounter. There's another story of a woman who had a, a quite storied past. We, we don't know all of the details about her life, but what we do know is the scripture says that she had had five husbands, and the man that she's presently living with is not her husband. And there was a day when she was about her normal activities. The encounters with Jesus don't just happen on Sundays. Right? They can happen on Sundays. I don't know about you, but I was encountered by Jesus in worship this morning. It can happen on Sundays, but it doesn't happen on Sundays. It can happen the Mondays and Tuesdays of life. So here's a lady. Just the normal routines of her life. She was on her way to the well to get some water. And that normal day became a phenomenal day because this woman who had this storied past has an encounter with Jesus. And it changed her life. Changed the direction of her life. Actually, the scripture says that that she became like an evangelist. She went into the town of Sychar and says, hey, there's there's a man out there who's told me everything about my life. Could he be the Messiah? If you read on in the story, revival breaks out in Sychar all because a woman had an encounter with Jesus. There's another story of a, of a man who was blind. His name's Bartimaeus. He made his living by begging. He was dependent upon the generosity of others. But one day, his life and his situation was changed because he had an encounter with Jesus. The scripture tells us that Bartimaeus was seated along the road to Jericho, and Jesus happened to be traveling down that road. And when Bartimaeus heard that it was Jesus, he began to cry out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. In other words, Bartimaeus initiated the encounter. He captured Jesus' attention. Everyone else in the crowd was saying to Bartimaeus, be quiet. Yet Bartimaeus continued to cry out. Again, he initiated the encounter. Jesus stopped and called him and asked him what he wanted. And he said, obviously, I want my sight restored. Moments time, blind eyes were open. I mean, if you know, it changed Bartimaeus' life changed the direction of his life. The scripture says that he then followed Jesus. I could go on and on with stories, and we'll look at some of these stories over the next few weeks that are recorded for us in the Bible. But the bottom line is that as people are encountered 
by Jesus, their lives were changed. And here's the good news for us today. Jesus is still encountering people like you and changing lives and changing the direction of people's lives. Remember, Hebrews 13.8 says this, that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That simply means this. Who Jesus was, he still is. Right? And what Jesus did, he still He's still doing. And Jesus is still encountering individuals, just normal, ordinary individuals like you and I. And he's changing lives and changing his direction. Maybe turn to your neighbor and ask them this question. Are you ready to be encountered by Jesus? This is what I know. We, we We all need to be encountered by Jesus on a consistent basis. You know, I'm grateful for the moment of salvation when, when we came to embrace Jesus as our Savior, but it doesn't stop there. Jesus desires to encounter us in our lives and in the situations of our lives to bring this, to bring transformation. As we come into relationship with Jesus, it should not only change who we are, but how we live. The in, that encounter of salvation should begin a, a process of transformation. And it's all connected to the encounter. Our faith life should be evident in our actions. Matter of fact, James 2.17, we just finished this study in in James. But James 2.17 says this, faith by itself, if it's not accompanied by action, it's dead. So Jesus Jesus doesn't just save us to get us to heaven. He saves us so we can live our lives for him and and his purposes. And we're going to see this as we look to an encounter that Jesus had with a wee little man by the name of Zacchaeus. His encounter is, is recorded for us in, in Luke chapter 19, verses 1 through 10. So if you have your Bibles, I want us to uh, read this story this morning. It will also be on the screen. So Jesus entered Jericho and, and was passing through. A man was there by the name of Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and he was wealthy. Interesting. He wanted to see who Jesus was, but because he was short, he could not see over the crowd. Then notice what he did. He ran ahead, and he climbed a sycamore fig tree to see him since Jesus was coming that way. When Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and he said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. So he came down at once and welcomed him gladly. Verse 7, all the people saw this and began to mutter, he's gone to be the guest of a sinner. But Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, Lord, look, here and now I give half of my possessions to the poor, and if I've cheated anybody out of anything, I'll pay back four times the amount. Jesus said to him, today salvation has come to this house, because this man too is the son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and save what was lost. And we don't know too much about Zacchaeus other than what these few verses reveal. Nowhere else in Scripture do we find, like, the rest of the story, as Paul Harvey used to say, the rest of the story in relation to to Zacchaeus. Um, But this one encounter with Zacchaeus, what we see in the story, this one encounter transformed his life. 
Just for fun this week, we, we thought we would gain some insight from our children. So we went to the children's department and we asked them some questions about this story and about Zacchaeus. And so I want you to listen to some of the questions we presented and some of the answers they offered. And then we'll continue on in Zacchaeus' story. Danielle. This past week, we asked some of our Grace kids who Zacchaeus was, and this is what they had to say. Who was Zacchaeus? Um, I don't know. I don't know. A big, um, a person? Zacchaeus was a believer of God. He's kind of like a human, but he can, like, do some cross. Um, next question. How tall do you think he was? Four inches. Four inches? Small. Big. What bedroom? Um, how tall do you think Zacchaeus was? Your size? Like, ten feet? What type of tree did Zacchaeus climb? Mm, a flower. A sycamore tree. What was Zacchaeus looking for in that tree? What type of tree did Zacchaeus climb? Um, uh, um, I, I know it. I do, and I love God. That's awesome. Well, I'm not sure how helpful that was, but it was fun to hear from our children. But this is what we know about Zacchaeus, just in the context of this story. He was, the scripture says he was a, Chief tax collector. So Rome is now um, ruling over Israel, and they needed someone to help them collect taxes. Who better than to recruit Jewish people to collect taxes from their own people? So uh, Zacchaeus was a bit of a traitor, right? Because now he's aligned himself with the government of Rome, and he's He's actually stealing from his own people because it was common knowledge that the tax collectors not only collected the tax, but they always collected a little extra, like skimming, skimming off the top, if you will. And so what we know of Zacchaeus, he was a, he was a chief tax collector, and because he was a traitor, because he stole from his own people, he would have been um, not a man that had a lot of friends. Maybe I can say it like that. He would have been despised by his own people. As a tax collector, he would have been a part of this uh, lucrative trade hub in the city of Jericho. The result of his conniving and cheating, what the scripture also tells us, is he was wealthy. He was rich and powerful at the expense, get this, at the expense of his own people. So as you can imagine, he was not very popular among his own people. He was like not invited as a guest to a lot of parties. Like people avoided Zacchaeus like the plague, Right? Just think about how much love you share for the IRS. Okay? Think about that. Right? Think about Zacchaeus. There's one other interesting point of information about Zacchaeus that's significant to the story. The scripture tells us he was small in stature. We might say it like this. He was vertically challenged. So in the midst of a crowd, he he would have had a hard time seeing what was happening. Why? Because he, he didn't have a sight line. That's why when he heard that Jesus was coming through Jericho, 
He ran ahead, he found a sycamore tree to climb so that he would be able to see this man called Jesus. Now, obviously, Zacchaeus had heard about Jesus, right? There was something that stirred with him. Maybe he had heard the miracles. Maybe he had heard some of the teachings. Maybe he had heard possibly that, that, that this is the Messiah. And it was this that motivated him to find a location from which he could see Jesus. So his desire... To see Jesus brought him to an encounter with Jesus that not only radically transformed his life, but it changed the direction of his life. So, so what we can learn from Zacchaeus in his, in his encounter with, with Jesus, and, and I mentioned this earlier, that Jesus certainly wants to save us, right? He wants to bring salvation that each of us would know the life that he has to offer, but it doesn't just end with that. If, if you can think of it like this, salvation is the beginning place, right? But God wants to bring transformation in our lives. He wants to bring change in our lives. We see this in Zacchaeus' story. There's an encounter with Jesus that, that brought transformation for his life. So what can we learn from Zacchaeus' story? There's just a few things I want to share with you quickly this morning. The first thing that I see in this story is Zacchaeus' pursuit. He was passionate in his pursuit of Jesus. Like this was not a happenstance encounter. I mean, he hears that Jesus is going to be passing through his town, the town of Jericho, and there's some intentionality and how Zacchaeus responds. So it's not a it's not a happenstance encounter. It's a divine moment, and it's all connected to Zacchaeus's pursuit. There was this inner desire to see this man called Jesus that that brought him to this encounter that would transform his life. If you look back to the first few verses of this story, there are three things I want to point out. The first is this: there was planning in his pursuit. Scripture says that he went on ahead, he went down the road. Because this is what he knew. He knew that he was vertically challenged, right? He knew that because of the crowd that had gathered around Jesus, he was not going to be able to see Jesus. And so what did he do? The Scripture says he went down the road and he found this tree that he could climb so that he would have line of sight to be able to see Jesus. He was, he was intentional, again, planning in his pursuit. Here's a question for you. How intentional are you in your pursuit of Jesus? This is what I believe this morning. I believe encounters of Jesus are directly connected to our pursuit of Jesus. Matter of fact, I would even be so bold to say this. Certainly don't want to offend anyone this morning, though I might. It happens quite often. Um, if you've not been encountered by Jesus lately, I would say you need to check your pursuit. Because this is what I believe today. I believe that Jesus is running to you, not from you. What I believe today is I believe that Jesus wants to encounter you and radically transform your life. He wants to change your life from the inside out. He wants to change the direction of your life. Again, here's the question. How's your pursuit? And what I love about Zacchaeus, I mean, he's obviously he's not saved yet. He's not even come to experience Jesus yet. Yet we see this this planning in his pursuit, there was, there was priority in his pursuit. Like at this moment, collecting taxes didn't matter. What mattered was finding a tree, getting up in the tree, so that he could see Jesus. So there's, there's this planning in his pursuit, there's this priority of his pursuit. There was also 
like effort exerted in his pursuit. He didn't just locate a tree, he climbed the tree. It, one of the things I've discovered as I've gotten older that climbing trees doesn't work so well. I used to love climbing trees. It was thrilling. It was exciting. I was always climbing trees. I don't do that much anymore. And we don't know how old Zacchaeus was. But what we know is there was a passionate pursuit that brought him to exert effort to get to the right place at the right time that he could see Jesus. To get at the right place at the right time that this encounter would happen. Now, now obviously, Zacchaeus didn't know what was going to happen, right? He's just trying to get to a place where he can see Jesus. But he played a part in this encounter that, that transformed his life. Now, here's what I believe we can learn from Zacchaeus' story. We come to divine encounters as we set our hearts and lives to passionately pursue Jesus. Simply stated, as we pursue Jesus, he meets us in our pursuit. If you don't remember anything else I say today, Remember that. As we pursue Jesus, he he meets us in our pursuit. He encounters us in our pursuit. As we set our hearts and lives to experience Jesus and to know Jesus in a greater way, he brings greater revelation. He brings divine encounters that transform our lives. That's all connected to pursuit. In Jeremiah 29, 13, listen to how the scriptures, this this is what God says. This is God speaking here. He says, you will seek me and find me when you seek me. Can we read this last part together? When you seek me with how? Notice he doesn't say part of your heart. He doesn't say lackadaisically seek. No, he says when you're all in. You're going to find me when when you seek me with, with all of your heart. So again, here's the question. How's your pursuit today? How's your pursuit of Jesus? In Matthew 7, 7, Jesus shared this insight about our pursuit, about our seeking. Listen to how this scripture reads. And I'm going to read it as it's stated in the Greek text. Jesus said, ask and keep on asking. And it will be given to you. Seek and keep on seeking and you'll find. Knock and keep on knocking and the door will be open to you. So from the life of Zacchaeus, in the words of Jesus, what's clear is that we come to divine encounters as we set our hearts and our lives to passionately pursue Jesus. But here's the challenge. Here's the challenge for us today in the midst of our busy lives. We can become distracted in our pursuit of Jesus. Have you noticed that? Have you noticed there's a lot of distractions in our world today? A lot of things that's drawing our attention I would say drawing our attention away from what's most significant in our lives. We can be, di- we can be distracted in our pursuits. Here's a second challenge. We can, we can become complacent in our pursuit. We can come to the place that we take for granted so we no longer invest in. You know, that's the crisis that often happens in marriage relationships. It doesn't happen in the first few weeks in the first year, but if you get into year 20 and year 30, you can begin to take for granted the blessing of a mate. And you, 
You just grow complacent in that relationship, and before long, the marriage begins to deteriorate. Why? There's this issue of complacency. And the same thing can happen in our relationship with God and our pursuit of Jesus is we can become complacent. You've been saved for five years, 10 years, 15 years, and you're just kind of marking off the religious checklist. You become complacent. The natural tendency of a fire is to go out. And just this past week, we had this beautiful fire. We were out on the deck, had this beautiful fire in the fire pit, and I had to keep putting wood on the fire. Why? Because the natural tendency is the fire goes out, right? And I believe so it is in our lives. If you're not careful, if you're not cautious, if you're not aware, if you're not like daily in pursuit of Jesus, there's this complacency thing that can set in. And you're missing divine encounters. You're missing Jesus encounters because you become distracted, because you've, you've become complacent. Or here's the third challenge. Sometimes we just get lazy. We know what we should do, but we no longer do what we used to do because, and we don't like to admit this. We don't like to take responsibility for this, but we no longer get up early to meet with Jesus because we got lazy. Hit that snooze button. Hit that snooze button again. It's got lazy. It's no longer a priority. Yeah, I think probably most significant, we're going to look at a couple other things in this story, because I think, again, this divine encounter transformed, it changed the direction of Zacchaeus' life, which I believe Jesus wants to do for you. But I think maybe most important in this story this morning that you need to hear is dividing divine encounters with Jesus are directly connected and related to your pursuit of Jesus. So again, for this morning, I would ask you again, how's your pursuit of Jesus? Have you been distracted? Have you become complacent? Or have you just gotten lazy? Now, okay, showed up in church on Sunday. Check that off. But there's nothing else happening in your life. Again, I believe, and I believe every day Jesus wants to encounter you in dynamic, miraculous ways. Listen, move beyond the religion. Engage, connect in that relation. Jesus wants to encounter you in your life, in your marriage, in your home, in your workplace. Here's my question, friend. Are you making place for it? Is it a priority in your life? Yeah, Zacchaeus made it a priority as he positioned himself in the right place. It was there that the encounter changed, that it was there that the encounter happened and it changed the direction of his life. And so I want you to notice the transformation that happens in his life. The first thing we discover is that Zacchaeus practiced hospitality. Now, you, you gotta understand Zacchaeus wouldn't have been too accustomed to this, right? He's been more accustomed to taking, not giving, right? And beyond that, he didn't have any friends to invite over, right? If you're the tax collector, like, who are you going to invite over? Like, you don't have the guest list. You don't have a buddy list. So, like, practicing hospitality would have been somewhat new for Zacchaeus. But if you look back to the story, Interesting, Jesus actually invites himself to Zacchaeus' home. Verse 5, Jesus said, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. 
Now, Zacchaeus could have said no. Zacchaeus could have made all kinds of excuses. He could have declined the invitation, but he didn't. He practiced hospitality. Zacchaeus, I believe, opened the way for a divine encounter because he was willing to open his life and he was willing to open his home. I think it's a great lesson for us today. I believe we open our lives to be encountered by Jesus as we're willing to bless others through hospitality. It's to bless others. And in that, they encounter Jesus. We're encountered by Jesus. You know, I grew up in a community in Arkansas where there was no restaurants. You didn't talk about going to eat because there was like no place to go and eat. You didn't have that conversation. So the home I grew up in kind of became like the local restaurant. Like my mom never knew how many people was going to show up for lunch. And so I grew up in this atmosphere where we just, I mean, it was the way we did life. We just practiced hospitality. When mom would get up on a Saturday morning, Friday night, young boys out, right? When she would get up on Saturday morning, she would go to the front porch and count how many pairs of shoes were on the front porch so she would know how many biscuits to make for breakfast. True story. And when people came into our home, Not only did they experience gracious hospitality, but can I tell you what they experienced? They were encountered by Jesus. Remember, I was in Arkansas three weeks ago visiting my parents. I met a stranger, a man I'd never met before. I called my mom and said, Mom, I I, I met this man. Can I bring him for lunch? And she said, Sure, I'll set another table. I'll set another plate at the table. So I bring in this man that I'd just met that morning. No one else at the table had met him, and he was encountered by Jesus. Because if, if you ever hear my dad pray, you would be encountered by Jesus too. And my dad doesn't just bless the food. He brings it down. And as we broke bread, as we shared it's meal with a stranger. What was interesting, and like this probably only happened in Arkansas, what we, what we discovered is this stranger I brought in was actually a cousin of my mom's. <laughs> Go figure! Crazy stuff! Only in Arkansas, right? Romans twelve thirteen says this, Share with God's people who are in need. Practice hospitality. Practice hospitality. Again, in that, as you're blessing others, what happens? They are encountered by Jesus through your life. So this concept of practicing hospitality is simply this. We open our lives and our homes to others. We encourage and bless others through generosity, and we, we freely share with others that they might experience Jesus through our kindness. As Zacchaeus was encountered by Jesus, he practiced hospitality. And may the same be true of our lives. As a result of being encountered by Jesus, may we be those who practice hospitality so that others can experience Jesus through your generosity, through my generosity. Really quick, beyond practicing hospitality, two two of the things we see that happen in Zacchaeus' life, and this is as a direct result of being encountered by Jesus. There's this transformation. Zacchaeus chose to do what was right. And you've got to understand, this was not the norm for Zacchaeus. Like he spent every day cheating people. He spent every day skimming off the top. He spent every day living for himself. 
That's how he got wealthy. He got wealthy at the expense of others. But if you notice in this story, look back to verse 8. Verse 8 says this, But Zacchaeus stood up and he said to the Lord, Look, Lord, here and now I give half of my possessions to the poor, and if I've cheated anybody out of anything, I'll pay back four times the amount. Yeah, Zacchaeus encountered Jesus, it deeply impacted his life. Rather than meeting Jesus and moving on, he changed the direction and the action of his life. He changed how he did life. So the very people that Zacchaeus had taken advantage of now became the recipients of his generosity. He went from doing wrong to doing right. He went from taking from others to giving to others. He went from unrighteous actions to righteous actions. His encounter with Jesus transformed his life. He, he didn't have a nice lunch of like lamb chops and rice and then just go on with his life. He chose to do what was right. He, he chose to do what was just. Like Zacchaeus, as those who've been encountered by Jesus. How many would say you've been encountered by Jesus? Listen, if you've been saved, it has to start there. As those who have been encountered by Jesus, we should seek to do what is just and right. Why? Because that's what we've been called to. In Micah chapter 6, verse 8, listen to how this scripture reads. He has showed you, O man, what is good, and what does the Lord require of you? Here's the answer. To act justly and to love mercy and to walk humbly with your God. To act justly. Because we're encountered by Jesus like Zacchaeus. It, it should change. Like it should change how we do business. Well, we've been encountered by Jesus. It should change how we process life, how we treat others, how we care for the poor. Now we've been encountered by Jesus. Now, none of us are perfect. We don't, we don't always get it right. But as a result of being encountered by Jesus, we're called to live different than the world we live in. We're those who choose. We choose to do right. Because our lives have been transformed by Jesus. Here's the final transformation that happened for Zacchaeus as a result of his encounter with Jesus. He, he went above and beyond what was, in, was expected. Matter of fact, his, his response was pretty radical. He told Jesus, he said, hey, if I've cheated anybody out of anything, I'll pay them back four times the amount. Now, I can only assume that people begin to line up outside of Zacchaeus' house. Right? If I've cheated anybody, well, Zacchaeus, you've cheated everybody. He's going to pay back. He's not going to just give back what he's taken. Notice what he does. He says, I'm going to give back four times the amount. Pretty radical. And from this, what I pick up from this story is Zacchaeus says, I'm not going to just do what's expected. I'm going to go above and beyond. I'm going to go above and beyond as I relate to others, as to how I treat others, as to how I process life. I think that's a great challenge for us. As a result of being encountered by Jesus, we should be those who, listen, don't just do what's expected. Don't just do life as normal. We should be identified as those who do above and beyond. Don't just do what's expected. We, we, we live above and we love above and beyond, Right? We forgive above and beyond. You know, don't forgive just seven times. Jesus said 70 times seven. We're generous above and beyond. 
That's what we see in Zacchaeus' life. And it all came about, it all came about out of this encounter with Jesus. Even as Zacchaeus was encountered by Jesus, again, I believe that Jesus wants to encounter me. I believe he wants to encounter you on a daily basis, multiple times throughout the day. That's one of the things I I love about the relationship that we get to have with God. It's 24-7. You know, I've been encountered by Jesus in the shower. Encountered by Jesus when I'm brushing my teeth. I get encountered by Jesus driving down the interstate as I'm praying for those who just cut me off. I get encountered by Jesus as I work here with the staff. I just believe that, again, man, every day, in all different ways, Jesus wants to encounter you. Listen, this is not just in the Bible. It's in the Bible, obviously. But I believe it's for us today. He wants to encounter us. Continue this process of transformation in our lives. So may we be like, be like Zacchaeus and be passionate in our pursuit of Jesus so that we might be encountered by Jesus. Listen, it may not include climbing a tree, but it may include setting your alarm clock 30 minutes earlier just so you can get up and be with Jesus. It may not mean opening your home to Jesus, but it may mean opening your home to others so that they can be encountered by Jesus through your life and through your generosity. It may not mean returning four times what you owe, but it could mean that others are encountered by Jesus through your life as you choose to do what's right. Just as Jesus encountered Zacchaeus, and so we... He's still encountering people today. He's transforming lives. So may we be those who consistently position ourselves to experience and to be encountered by Jesus. Can we, can we agree to that this morning? Man, let me just ask. How many would say, man, I just want to be freshly encountered by Jesus? Lord, you see our hands raised. Now we're just saying... Well, Lord, even as Zacchaeus was encountered by you, Lord, so we open our lives to that on a daily basis. And Lord, I pray that Zacchaeus would would be a model for us of, of this pursuit, this passionate pursuit, this intentionality, the effort exerted to position himself in the right place at the right time so that this life changing encounter could happen. Lord, may it be true of our lives. Because, Lord, I just believe that, Lord, every day you want to encounter us, transform us. So, Lord, we're just saying here we are. We're candidates for that. We're open to that. We want to be receptive to that, to your encounter in our lives. And I pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. For more information on Grace Covenant Church, our service times, ministry opportunities, directions, and more, visit us at gracecovenant.org.